0: Welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. All right, welcome back to another episode of 81 Points. As always, we're here to talk about the Lakers, the NBA, got sports. the playoffs on right now. NBA playoffs. Yep. Uh, have you been watching? I've been excited by <laughs> yeah basketball. These Have you days. been watching? Here and there, like yeah. I I I, uh, I ended up like hate watching the Warriors Clippers <laughs> game yesterday. Yeah. Let me ask you. Um, I mean, well, we talked about it on Twitter too, but you know, like, who are you rooting for? That that's exactly what yeah. I want to know from yeah. your perspective. Because I'm wa- I'm sitting there. I was yeah. sitting there by myself. Yeah. Watching this game and i'm like i hate both of these teams yeah but i did have a side that i would prefer
1: to win okay so you know for me i think uh going into the series i was definitely like i'm team clippers all the time all the way but seeing them make that monumental comeback against the warriors uh well i think it was game two yeah it it just conjured up feelings of hatred that I didn't realize I had for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. So it made me just kind of realize, I don't know if I really care who wins. I just, I don't care for either team, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I and there, So originally I was rooting for the Clips, but now I just, yeah. Because it's just really obnoxious the way they're just feeling themselves so much after that comeback, you know? And you know, rightfully so. It is a It was a crazy comeback, but... It just, you know, as a Laker fan, it just, it, yeah, I don't really care for it, you know?
0: Yeah, so my my position on this has, I think, um, not changed. Okay. Uh, going into this series, and even at this point, I was still, I mean, root, rooting for a team in this case is a bit of a strong word, but my preference of who would come out on top in this Let me series. Guess. I'm going to guess it's the Warriors. Yeah, it's always been the Warriors. Yeah. And I thought about why, because I, those same feelings yeah. came up for me, too, as I was watching the game. Um, on one hand, your mind is like, the Warriors are like the evil empire. and Obnoxious. We should, yeah, obnoxious, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, they've, they've won enough at this point. Yeah. So, like, let's root against them. Yeah. But the Clippers are like that just annoying <laughs> little, little brother. Yeah. That's always there, you know, pestering you and uh, I see a lot of chatter these days about like oh look how well the Clippers are playing this is gonna give free agents pause when they think about like where they wanna end Mm -hmm. up signing with next year so even from a Lakers fan perspective I feel like I should be rooting against the Clippers because we don't want their situation to look any better or any more attractive to like these guys that are about to make decisions on what are they gonna play next you know and and i think that's where
1: i start to kind of not like i that's where i kind of shifted my rooting interest too, like you said because yeah. after they came made that huge comeback there were all these you know tweets and articles and all this stuff you know brought about about how they have all this heart this team is on the in the right direction you know doc rivers is just pulling all kinds of just strains jerry west is just pure magic all this shit and it's like i was just kind of like yeah this is not good yeah you know clips doing really well is just not a good thing for the lakers i think like at this juncture i think
0: um i think the first thing that comes to mind when i think of like um negative aspects about what the clippers got going on is the fact that yeah they have jerry west in their back pocket yeah that's like the big thing right it's a huge it's a huge uh doc river's you and I probably like differ a little bit on yeah. our opinions of Doc yeah. Rivers. Uh you you're not I I want to say you're not as high on him as a coach as I am. Yeah, but you, I will say my feeling has changed a little bit on him. I think he I feel like I should, I do he he deserves a little more credit, you know. Yeah, cuz I I feel like he uh what is he still the like general manager of the I'm team? I'm not sure. I don't think so actually. Because if he is both head coach and general manager, I think that's A problem for any franchise, right? I agree with that. Uh, But if he, if he's just a coach, you know, you don't have to worry about uh, any daddy ball going on anymore because his son is not on the team. Which that was a, I mean, that's. that's I think that was a pretty significant issue. Exactly, I think that's kind of yeah. Ran CP3 out of town, right? Had a lot to do with that, right? Um, And that's a huge knock on
1: him for that. That was kind of a, you know, sort of a. A
0: black eye on his resume. I mean, not I think yeah. he tried it, <laughs> didn't work out. I'll, I don't know that he's gonna go back to that well again. Yeah, well, well I hope not. Yeah, so you had that whole daddy ball situation, yeah. and that, that's over and done with. Uh,
1: and by daddy ball, we're talking about obviously referring to the whole Doc Rivers and Austin Rivers yeah. situation. Um, and
0: he does have a championship under his belt, which that counts for something,
1: it always counts in the NBA. It's always about. It's never about almost. It's always about, well, did you, did you win the championship? Yeah. So you know?
0: at the very worst, I would say Doc Rivers is above average. Okay. As a I, head coach. I, I, yeah. I and just, then yeah. you look at, obviously they have cap flexibility like the Lakers do. Um, they also have a good young core of players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at Shea Giljus Alexander. Looks like a promising young player. Very promising. Montrette. I think one of the sneaky best moves that were made at the trade deadline was picking up Landry Shamit. Right. Because that guy's the prototypical guard in today's NBA. Another move in the margins, right? Yeah. Making the difference in the margins. Uh, so you have a good backcourt right there. And then um, Lakers fans are still up in arms about trading Evita Zubats mm-hmm. away. Even though he's hasn't really played much uh in in these playoffs at this point and still then, giving quality minutes though. yeah and you know mantras harrell's a good player he's yeah he's a stud he's yeah. a stud in the making and of course you know they have lou williams who's like the former laker you mean <laughs> former laker lou williams who is one of actually the greatest six men of, of all, all time, time of yeah. all time and you know even, if not in, the greatest. even in today's game i feel like he's one of the best scores, just yeah. pure scores. Well, his really. game has aged like fine wide for sure. Yeah, I mean he is getting up there in age yeah. now, but he's, he's in almost his 30s, like right? it's almost like he's gotten better. Yeah, it's, I mean I don't. It doesn't seem like he's slowing down. He at hasn't all. slowed down. for yeah, sure. so they yeah. have a good situation going on over there. Yeah, you know, and they're definitely going to be like one of the competing teams with the Lakers in trying to get like Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Kevin Durant, or who a, a lot of these big names that are going to be free agents this summer. Yeah. Um. So so there's the Clippers. Um. All of the other series, you know, the OKC Portland series has been really entertaining. Uh, OKC, who was once thought of as being there was a time where. Oh yeah. They looked like the team that was really going to challenge they Golden State. They looked really good. But. Um, Their defense at the
1: beginning of the season. Uh, or in the first third of the season looked just dominant
0: but they're another case it just goes to show you that if you don't have shooting in today's nba like there's <laughs> nothing that can overcome that you can't you know? Yeah. it's so important because there i think i still would say their defense is i mean there's no reason to suspect that their defense would have gotten worse yeah right you know it's just they Russ, can't overcome their shooting Russ Westbrook goals. in particular.
1: You yeah. can't have your best player volume shooter shoot that poorly.
0: Yeah, it, it it seems like Paul George has to like uh be at an MVP yeah. level for them to pick up wins right now. Yeah, and you know it,
1: it you know that's a good it's also just a good indication of how like you know the NBA y- Paul George is such an interesting case Like he kind of Most of his career He was sort of on that fringe Like You know 12 to 20 Top 12 to 20 player Yeah And all of a sudden this year He kind of almost pushed himself Into that 5 to 10 Top 5 to 10 player Like I think he's gonna be All NBA first team this year Right And also like MVP voting He should And he deservedly should be like Top 3, top He'll 5 be top 3 Yeah He'll finish third behind whoever was between Giannis and James Harden. Right, which is crazy because that just doesn't typically happen. And sure enough, that just doesn't happen in the NBA, you know, typically, you know. And then in, in like baseball, that happens all the time. You know, all of a sudden this guy is a late bloomer and he becomes like a...
0: I don't know if you're trying to suggest that he's been doping or something. <laughs> Are you Is that what you're saying? No, 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 so no, no.
1: Tell me right now. <laughs> come on. I am hating on PG, but that's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that that just doesn't really happen in the NBA. So for me, when I saw him kind of play at that level, I was always suspect of that. I was always been like he's playing over his head right now. Like he can't keep it up. Yeah. Come playoff time, I don't know if he's going to be that same player. Yeah. And sure enough, it's like... I mean, are you really going to... If you have to depend on Paul George to be your 1A franchise, go-to, like, you know, championship-leading player, you're in trouble, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's, and that's essentially what happened. That's, it's that's
0: of, how it's been, at least. Yeah.
1: Since uh, the beginning
0: of the NBA. And give Paul George all the credit in the world. Like right. He's had an amazing year and deservedly so... Uh, belongs in you know the first team all nba this year <clears throat> uh at the same time history is against him and in, mm-hmm. in, you know w- when we're thinking about like who are the cream of the crop like elite of elite players in in the game and if you're going to start a franchise with one player uh there's probably going to be like six or seven names that are going to yeah. be said before him you know like, are you
1: gonna like? Are you gonna expect him to do this next year? No way, right?
0: <clears throat>
1: um, wouldn't you be? I mean, I would be shocked if he repeated what he did last year, or I guess this completed season.
0: Well, it could it could be like a, a combination of a couple of things, like you know, usage. His, yeah, his usage. Uh, you know how he's utilized in their system. Uh, he might have individually become a better shooter,
1: which is you
0: know? not completely something that doesn't happen. That yeah, happens it sometimes. happens. Yeah. I mean, even a, a even a one or two percent increase in your three point percentage these days can go a long way. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't expect him to drop off completely back to where he was with the Pacers. Uh, maybe something in between this year and yeah. that. But this was his this was his peak year, wouldn't you say? I think we saw peak Paul George this year. I would say so? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. cuz I I personally never even expected him to, to I didn't think that this, this, this I didn't level. think his peak year would look something like yeah, this actually. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, you know. But despite all that, they're down 3-1 right now and it looks like Portland's going to close it out. Portland's looking pretty good these days. But you know what? Also like I actually wouldn't even count OKC
1: in this series, to be honest. You want to count him out? No. Because I don't think Portland... Yeah, Portland's good, but they don't have... They, they They lack depth right now, you know?
0: Yeah. They lost Nurkic, which is a huge blow, and I still think that, like... I mean, be... they, they picked up Ennis Cancer, you know, after the yeah. trade deadline, which was huge. Which, by the way, I would have been thrilled if we got him. Well, you remember why he didn't sign with the Lakers, right? And what was the reason again? He said, uh... It would have been weird for him to be on the same team with LeBron because you know he, oh, has, was history, he and LeBron right. have had that's some right. history. That's right. I mean, I think there's a photo of them kissing. <laughs> you know, when two players two players confront each other and it gets so heated that they like <laughs> that they end up kissing each other. I thought that only happened on in UFC. So I think they have. I think they have kissed each other at some point. So yeah. Uh, that that's why Ennis Cantor ultimately decided not to. Um, oh God, that's hilarious! Sign with the Lakers. So that was a big pickup for them. Uh, I just don't think that OKC can overcome the shooting deficiency. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I, I feel like I feel like Portland's gonna win that series. Uh, I'm really enjoying watching the back and forth between Dame and Russ though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Brings you, you back think, to the old days, you know. Did you think almost like
1: uh, Dame is almost underrated? Yeah, like
0: yeah, that guy is a he's a baller, dude. Well, when you when you think of the best shooters in the game today, yeah. like the usual names are what you know, Steph, Clay, yeah. Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. um, Kyle Korver, right. Uh, you know, Damian Lillard's name doesn't really come up immediately, yeah. but I feel like it
1: should because and, well, he, yeah. What's interesting too is like I always when I look up his stats, like his percentages are never really that good, but He's just a big game player though. You know what I mean? Like you always feel confident that he's gonna come through. Yeah. You know? And he's always gonna like come up big. Um and
0: that's those are the kind of guys you need in the playoffs. Yeah. So would you take um would you take Dame or would you take Paul George to start Ooh, a team? I would say Dame. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I, I think that's without a question, actually. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's a debate. Well, I'm saying Paul this George year... is more of a two-way player. But I think that's true. But I think Paul George has made a debate this year. I think before this year, it wasn't really much of a debate. Okay. Because Damian Lillard has proven that he can be a franchise-leading player at Portland. And Paul George, I don't think he's really proven that. I think he's proven that he's an all-star caliber player on, in Indiana you know uh-huh but i mean even just looking at the kind of guy that Dame is he's like fiercely loyal to the to the franchise yeah. and he's like i want to yeah. stay here and build whatever i whatever's here yeah. whereas paul george was like trade me to the lakers and then you know yeah
0: yeah Yeah. so yeah he uh, dame i feel like does get slept on a little bit yeah um but other than those those series i think everything else is pretty much chalk like, Boston just swept Pacers yesterday. Pretty much a wrap, yeah. I think today there's two games that are, that are on, and both of those games are, like, 3-0 series. So, yeah.
1: Um, well, there's one that's uh, Nets and Six Sixers. I think uh, that's a wrap, too, though, because yeah, they Sixers lost the one. game. Uh,
0: the Nuggets and Spurs are tied 2-2. That's probably the one that's most up in the air right now. Yeah. But for the have you watched that so have you watched that series? None of it. No. Um, but for the most part, yeah, the rest of the first round of the playoffs is kinda of going as expected. Yeah. Um, there is um so there's one thing I wanted to talk to you about today. Okay. Um, and we we brought this guy up already, but uh Russell Westbrook. He's he's kind of been <laughs> um so he's kind of been taking some heat these days oh
1: it's a good time to be a russell westbrook hater right now of his um
0: i'm not even talking about his performance on the court i'm talking more about um his conduct often his uh his behavior and treatment towards the media Mm. interesting yeah um have you seen the clip of him just repeatedly saying next question like to this one guy's yeah he's he singled out one reporter and he's basically frozen out from asking any question. You have that. And um, in Lakers related news, uh, LeBron's show, The Shop. The mm-hmm. next episode is airing uh, next week. And um, none other than our boy Lonzo is going to be on, really? on the episode. Really? Okay. So you have things like The Shop. You have things like Russ just saying whatever the fuck and doing whatever the fuck he wants uh, with the press. Yeah. There's this new, like, movement of, I want to say, like, player... um, Players having a voice. Player empowerment. Player empowerment. Sure. Uh, It's not like the old days where you know, when, like, Michael Jordan was in his heyday, he was kind of, like, the poster child of, like, this is how you conduct yourself. You, like, always yeah. answer questions in a PC fashion, and I feel like because of him, like, a lot of players fall suit. But nowadays, no. it's, you're getting to see more of, like, uh, players' emotions and their opinions on certain things. Uh, LeBron is on one side of the spectrum where he's, like, Really trying to lead the conversation in like social aspects, and then yeah. you have like Russell Westbrook, you have like Kevin Durant guys that are like una- unafraid to be dickish towards like certain, reporters. yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you know, I, I think that's that's a really interesting and it's a good uh point that you bring up an, an interesting topic because um, you can kind of trace the evolution of that whole thing, I think probably from, like, let's say starting with Jordan, right? So Jordan, he, like you said, he was a very buttoned up, very, very, uh, he never said anything controversial, right? No. Even his attire, if you remember, he was very, very, like, he always wore a suit. He was very business-like. No tattoos. No tattoos, right? Very clean cut. Um, But the interesting thing is that, and this was by design, right? Which was... It was always a player-focused uh, sport. It's a very indiv- individualistic sport, you know? Yeah. It, that was by design. I think David Stern knew what he had in on, in his hands, and that's what he, he went for. Whereas, like, baseball is a lot more like... Baseball and football is, I think, a little bit more team-oriented, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, basketball is a five-on-five game. Yeah. So One player can make a an incredible game impact yeah you're not wearing a helmet like uh like in, football. like in football you're like not covering yourself up and you're a lot closer you're real close to the actual fans Correct. on the court so it's like a lot easier to identify like who right players are
1: right and so i so just just the foundation of the sport i think lends to this whole idea of like yeah there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of power in the players and i think the player that really ch- kind of changed everything was alan iverson Right. You know, because he when he came into the league, he was like nobody that I don't think anybody ever really like saw before.
0: Yeah, I mean, he. <laughs> I can only imagine, like, yeah, a bunch of rich old white guys <laughs> in a room, and they're like, "What do we, What do we do with this kid?" Oh yeah. You know,
1: and and so like, and actually, Allen Rivers is such a such a fascinating player in this in the history of the NBA because his impact. Is probably okay. So Michael Jordan is probably the most impactful player in the league, probably yeah. obviously. But I would say a no, at number two, you can make a strong case for Allen Iverson. Yeah, I, I would Be, agree. Because again, like before Allen Iverson, everybody sort of took Michael Jordan's uh, model and they they followed after him. When Al- Allen Iverson came on board, he had the cornrows, he had the tattoos. And he had just I don't give a fuck attitude. Yeah, the baggy, the baggy clothes. Right, like right. Do rags. Yeah. Oh, and he just he did that. He's, he he showed up like that in the in, in the press conference, you know. And he's got that infamous you know tirade about practice. You yeah. know, practice. We talking about practice. You know. Um. So I think from 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 Allen Iverson that evolution continued, and now, like you said, you brought up like with these even more player empowerment with like with social media uh, with a lot of these even these side business adventures that uh, business ventures that a lot of these uh, players are kind of taking on on yeah. their own it's really given them a voice um, for better or worse really I think there's some really good good strong points about it but also yeah I mean something that that Russell Westbrook is doing I don't know if that's really I don't know if that's really a good thing
0: you know yeah um yeah um have you uh have you seen lebron's show at all i've seen little little bits and pieces um what do you have like any opinion do you like the show do you you i first of all first of all what what do you what is your impressions of lebron specifically him on that show (laughs) well He's kind of like the maestro that's... Yeah. Kind of, him, and, him and his uh, maverick Carter, right. they're kind of like the MCs of, right. of yeah. the, this form. Like the that hosts. they have. are like the hosts or whatever. Uh, yeah, so what do you well, think about... Because he's like dropping F-bomb. He, I mean, yeah. it, it's, yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. like he's trying to uh, have a platform for him to just be his normal self. Like yeah. his, his um unfiltered... Self, you know to me it it I don't know it just kind of
1: it feels to me like he's trying to be edgy I guess <laughs> uh-huh. you know and I don't know if I necessarily I don't know if I necessarily buy that you know so um, I don't know I think with LeBron and I've I mean I love the guy and I've warmed up to him especially since he's a Laker now but in the past my issue with LeBron has always been like I don't know if I necessarily ever felt like he's genuine
0: yeah you know what I mean yeah
1: um so yeah so when i watched that i'm not necessarily like oh that's him just being unfiltered and that's him being because he's such a calculating guy you know
0: yeah that's um that show really speaks to like how influential of a of a celebrity lebron is oh because if you look at the people that he brings on that show it's like a-list yeah didn't people. he have, he's had like like guys like john stewart on. he's had john stewart on yeah. like you know um drake was on right. the show right uh yeah i think seth rogan is gonna be on the next one yeah with lonzo um he had anthony davis on the previous the most recent episode and that oh, was future the middle of future laker of teammate yeah that was like right in the middle of all yeah. of that trade deadline stuff uh anthony davis was uh on the show and um they were like, yeah, we're really proud of you, AD. Like, you're, you're really, like, be- becoming your own man nowadays. And, uh, ba- basically, Anthony Davis was like, yeah, I really want to um, take control of my career at this point. Yeah, and, you know,
1: so that. that's, like you said, actually, that's, and that's a, um, we should talk about that. But, like, to circle back with what we originally were just talking about just seconds ago, where this whole player empowerment thing. But LeBron has, so Allen Iverson. And I would say the next guy is LeBron James in terms of p- uh, player empowerment because there was no one there was no one else that did it just quite like LeBron James who literally took the power into his own hands. Where he wants to yeah. go, how he wanted to form his team. He just basically just straight up became the, the GM of uh-huh. where he went. Like no one else has done that. Yeah. Jordan never did that. Um, Kobe never did that. And that's crazy. You know, that's such a, like even now, if you think about it, it's insanity to me that, uh, he has a buddy who's also an agent.
0: Like that just seems really sketchy to me. Well, the way I look at it is like, you know, whether he's, he's like, you know, inauthentic or authentic. Right. That's, you know, some people do question that. Yeah. Uh, Regardless of that, he's played his hand as about as well as oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, 100%. other than the decision, that which, was probably his one misstep. Yeah, and other, and, and it's not even a big deal anymore. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so he's he's played it so well. Yeah. He, he to has. the point where like his best friends are now like multi-million yeah. dollar <laughs> yeah. moguls. You know. Yeah. So you have to give him a ton of credit. Ton for that. of credit for that. Ton um, of credit. But uh, yeah, the show. Uh, it's a huge show because you just look at the people that he brings on and it's like, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not so much like watching this show to like, um, <laughs> to be inspired to do like, right. to be inspired to, I don't know, be more socially conscious or not. I'm just more curious about like what these guys talk about. Yeah. Um, and if there's anything lakers related of course that's kind of what i'm looking looking for and uh lonzo's gonna be on um on the next episode and uh, i'll be sure to watch that now that i have my um i'm on my trial hbo go <laughs> subscription right now Oh, it, it, aka game of thrones yeah, I mean, I had to, I, <laughs> for the I game had of thrones get, i had to get it for for for, for game of thrones yeah. which by the way i mean oh man i, I you know i i think the spoiler rules are like go out the window with game of thrones oh for sure because i don't remember another show that's like uh if you don't watch it the day of then it's fair it's fair game oh, to talk about the episode sh- the next day
1: well right? i'm not gonna even say what's fair sh- what's fair game or not all i know is listen for me and i, I think you know me too for me what I normally like to do with shows <laughs> is I like to wait, and I like to wait and watch it like from beginning to end.
0: Yeah, but you can't do that. With like
1: the you can't do that with Game of Thrones because one time, and I tell you, one time, I waited a couple weeks because I was like, I just like to watch in a succession because it's just it's 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 a better viewing experience when you do that. But one time, so I avoided all spoilers. I avoided all major like social media and all that stuff. But one time, I was on. A fucking dodgers forum <laughs> Like i was just reading up on the dodgers uh-huh. and just following up on my boys my boys in blue the boys of summer and lo and behold someone just just bust blurted out a terrible spoiler Do you and i remember
0: I'll, what the spoiler was oh
1: my god i don't it's something i remember it was something with ramsey ramsey bolton like okay. you know and he he's done all kinds of atrocious shit yeah, that yeah. that'll that that shocks you and you have to watch it in real time right and I remember, I can't fucking live like this. I can't do this. I cannot <laughs> do this where, like, I, I have to even avoid, like, Dodger forums, you know? Um, it. I, was, I, mean, I remember telling this with some other friends, and we were laughing about it. So, because of that, I don't, like you said, I don't do that anymore. I don't wait.
0: I have to watch it the night of because... Yeah, you're gonna get spoiled. Well, not even the night of. Like, you have to watch it. In my opinion, I have to watch it right when it comes <laughs> out. Because, like, or you're gonna have to turn your phone off. Something then. something got spoiled for me. Like, just by me watching it, like two hours later mm-hmm. than it, it originally aired. Like, for sure, it was the episode where. Um, by the way, at, spoiler alert. At the end, <laughs> at, yeah, spoiler alert. It was it was the episode um, where at the end um, the Night King um, turned the dragon into. Uh, oh right. Yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah. Like a last season, like a White Walker dragon. Yeah yeah yeah. And I just saw some. I don't know where. I don't know what I was. I was probably on like a UCLA football field <laughs> too. And uh, exactly. The guy was like, the dragon's eyes turned blue. And I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> that's right exactly man. so yeah you can't you can't um yeah. spoiler rules don't do not apply for game of thrones yeah at this point you have to just protect yourself it's it's shame on you you know i noticed like a lot of um lakers fans these days now that now that uh, the, you know the lakers are not in the playoffs yeah. obviously the one thing that's uh been in chatter a lot yeah. these days is game of thrones oh for, yeah for lakers fans for sure um but you told me that you you liked this recent Oh episode my a lot. gosh. This second episode was amazing. Um so the first Because you you I've been very you, critical. You've been you I've been very critical very,
1: cr- in season seven. Right? I've been very critical. This last season was I was very disappointed in it. Well it just seems like they like just sped through everything. They sped through it, like yeah. people, you know, in season one and season two, uh it took months to go from Yeah, I still don't know Ross how to- <laughs> made it all the way to yeah.
0: north of the wall. Yeah, I but
1: know. you know, all of a sudden in season seven, um, you know, people were traveling in hyper speed and I mean
0: that's just one of the things. Those but, guys those seven guys <laughs> <laughs> they were they were chilling in the middle of that frozen lake and they just sat there and they took a nap. And yeah. when they woke up she was there. Yeah, she showed up. It was ridiculous. So I, I I mean I had all
1: kinds of issues with that season.
0: Um Yeah, like how did the how do how did the whites and white walkers have the ability to chain up the dragon from underneath the lake and
1: yeah. Where did they get the equipment?
0: Yeah, where did they get the equipment? Uh, I thought I thought
1: these guys can't swim. No, it, I mean that that whole that whole scenario that scene
0: was like it looked very like we just missed Olympics. we missed the scene where the White Walkers brought their like White Walker construction <laughs> cranes and exactly lowered the boom Sorry. to
1: raise the dragon. And also like Tyrion, like how he just he used to be the smartest guy and then. All of a sudden, he suggests an idea of like approaching Cersei with by kidnapping a White Walker. That is just such a dumbass idea. That was a dumbass idea in the first place. Um, I mean, the the dialogue was just has been really bad. Um, I mean, and it's all because the source material pretty much yeah you know it it ran out the the well ran out. But I'm gonna say. So this for this uh season 8 the first episode at this point my expectations were kind of like okay I just I just want to see this end. I want to see how it ends. I want to see what Yeah. And and I, my my expectations were sufficiently lowered and I was like, you know, I just want to be entertained and whatever. This past episode, the second episode was fucking phenomenal. Like in for me it was like a top 5 to top 10 episode yeah so what a, i'm hole. curious
0: because like what about i because i yeah i've noticed like plot holes like, yeah like you very yeah. much like especially in recent seasons right. but i still like enjoyed right uh, watching this show and well um i didn't i this recent episode for me i thought was just okay well it's good it's right. good like of course right. they're good but right like, well um, so it stuck out for so you? so first
1: of all first of all like the dialogue finally came back i felt like um I always felt like once the source material, like, ran out, the dialogue... Because George R. R. Martin was just... I mean, this is his baby, so dialogue was always, like, really tight. But it really suffered once his material ran out. But this second episode, all of a sudden, like, these guys, I felt like they were saying things that just felt very true to their nature. Uh-huh. And also their behavior and the way they interacted. And for me, like, it just spoke, like... Finally, there was being there were payoffs between these relationships that, you know, that was like seven, eight years in the making.
0: It didn't seem like there were um, too many payoffs, like.
1: Well, happening. so I, I, I understood that, and I, 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 I conceded that, like, that's sort of what they needed to do because we're so limited in our time. So I, I understood that that's probably what was going on, uh-huh. but still, the the fact that these, the fact that it just felt very true to their nature. I felt was was really really strong in this episode. And also like finally like um the acting was also in tune with the writing, which is why it was so good. Like Sansa's like bringing it. She is bringing it in this season. You know? And I'm actually so fan theory right now. I think actually Sansa might
0: she might actually end up winning the the throne. I mean, if there's a um Westeros power rankings, yeah. I mean, she's yeah, her arrow <laughs> is trending up. It is trending it's up. It's, trending it's a, up it's a, a green arrow that's yeah. trending
1: up because, damn, dude, like I'm gonna say, she's I'm seeing a little bit of Cersei in her in this season, and I was like, dude, she is fucking like on point, you know? She's um,
0: she's um, yeah, because you know, a- as much as. You know, R.I.P. Ned Stark. Yeah, the guy was kind of a dummy. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like definitely, um, you know, one of the smarter characters. For now. sure, but she had to sort of take that journey to
1: get to become a little bit. I think, uh, you know, learner. Yeah. Learn she a took a,
0: um, She took a very Chauncey Billups ish. She route did too. She did. She, she did.
1: Um, and also fucking the scene where uh, the, the fireplace scene. I think, was the highlight of this very, very early season so far.
0: Uh, The one where they knighted... Where she, yeah, where Brian Yeah, Brienne, Brienne yeah.
1: Like, that whole, like, scene was... Just that scene alone would have made that episode fucking phenomenal. But uh, that scene right there was so huge. Like, every part of it was so nuanced. Like, actually, you know, Brienne... I don't think we've ever seen her smile... And that was the first time we saw her smile in about four or five seasons of her being on the show. Yeah. And that was her dream to be a knight the whole time, you know? And it just kind of showed, like, Jamie's, like, metamorphosis from, like, you know, this...
0: Throwing Braun off the... Right,
1: avocado. right. Right. And his, like, whole change is probably the most... One of the most rewarding in the whole series. But especially his relationship with Brienne, you know? Because they have a really special relationship, you know? Yeah. Um, especially, like, if you compare that from their, like, that hot tub scene, you know, that they had. Yeah. I forget which season it was, but that hot tub very, scene. Where... A very unsexy hot tub
0: scene.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, um, no, that nighting
0: scene was, uh, it was amazing. Well, and... they say that, um, like, you know, Jamie, Jamie said that he wants to die in the arms of the woman that he loves. And right. They, and they're saying that it's going to be... i i
1: could totally see that i could totally see that and and that's the thing about this episode too was that uh i understand that it's all like you were saying there's they had they had to have some payoffs but this episode is it's a setup for basically like any everybody's fucking game like people are gonna die
0: right you know uh, yeah uh, because they they did pay off a lot of yeah character arcs right. you know right like so now it's like exactly it's time for them to die yeah exa- exactly
1: exactly <laughs> like Brienne, her her life long goal to be a knight she's now become a knight she had she sm- she smiled <laughs> and now she's probably gonna fucking die yeah or or and or because this game of thrones like jamie like if you think about it this whole episode was actually jamie lannister and i'm gonna be really bummed if he ends up dying next episode but it's very possible because I mean, how is he gonna fight a White Walker
0: with his left hand? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, but yeah. But bringing it back to basketball, it's not like he... <laughs> you know. If he had like the Kobe Bryant skill set to like be that's able right. to shoot left-handed yeah. with his off hand, mm-hmm. then it would be fine. But exactly, I don't think he has that skill set in his arsenal. Yeah. So, and I mean, and one thing
1: that's guaranteed that's gonna die is Grey Worm. Like his oh, little speech. Dude, yeah. No, that's his little he's
0: <laughs> He's, well, he's for sure dead
1: his little speech of where should we go after all of this i was like this fucker's
0: dead like without a doubt you know well i mean it, and you brought up like people saying true to their character yeah. i feel like that's the opposite case yeah like yeah, I, yeah. I i haven't been <laughs> into this whole great grainworm miss andy oh i hate storyline
1: i it's done nothing for me it's done story. nothing for me and i was uh this is partly why i enjoyed the episode too because as soon as those two entered the the scene like entered the the camera I was like they better not spend fucking more than 2 to 3 more minutes on this scene cuz we we got precious time we only got precious time but you know they did a little small yeah, thing they they,
0: they uh, made it short and quick. Yeah,
1: they made it short and yeah. quick. Um but yeah and then also you know Jon Snow revealing that he um you know that he's the nephew <laughs> That was true to his nature too. He can't hold he doesn't have like he probably should have kept that shit to himself until afterwards, but he just couldn't. He can't do that. He can't hold that shit in. You know, like when uh,
0: they're in King's Landing and <laughs> the war is won. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. Daenerys is about to take her seat. Right, and, right, exactly. And he's like, Wait a minute.
1: Yeah, he can't do that, and he he was true to his nature too. So that episode was, and I can't say enough about and. It, it, it for me, I'm kind of like it better be fucking good because you spent over a year preparing for these episodes. Yeah. So, um, but still, that second episode, like the writing, um, just the the directing, the acting, everything was just I I got to give it up. No complaints here. And you you know me, I've been bitching about like the last you uh-huh. know season and a half maybe. So I was blown away. Like in the middle of the first like 15 20 minutes like i was talking to my roommate and i was like dude this episode is so good you know huh. there's such a big cha- like i was rewatching certain scenes after the after watching cuz i was like it's really really good did you enjoy the um the arya gendry hookup no that felt weird <laughs> that felt that so that felt weird, right? super weird that felt super weird i felt like i was watching my little sister like getting it on and i was like i felt really yeah, uncomfortable I, yeah i felt
0: pretty uncomfortable yeah
1: but through that. you know That like that made sense too. like she's very much was probably like, you know what? I got my own other list of things that I want to accomplish and I don't know if I'm gonna last through this. Yeah, yeah, uh
0: for me like I think um, Two of the characters that I've grown to enjoy the most have been um, uh, Jorah Mormont, Mormont, right? and uh samuel tarley yeah. yeah 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 so the scene where like you know <coughs> he, gives, he heart, gives him his his, heart spain, his, his, his sword yeah you know that was a good scene um yeah and there's a and there's a connection there too you know with yeah.
1: samuel's uh the lord commander yeah
0: yeah and uh I'm personally not feeling this Jon Snow Daenerys chemistry at all. (laughs) You see, it's. See, that was. Even last season, didn't you feel that was slightly a little forced? Yeah. Right? And and I I still feel like it's a little strange. They just. It seems weird. Well, maybe it's because.
1: Maybe it's because they're related. (laughs) It's not even that.
0: Not even that at all, in the slightest. Um. I'm all for, you know, incest in, in and in, in the Game of Thrones world. It's, it's all good for me. But um, their, their chemistry seems a little bit weird to yeah. me. Um, I'm just... We've been waiting for White Walkers... Yeah, it's going to happen.
1: ...for like
0: ten almost 10 years now. Yeah, it's been almost a decade. Yeah, the next episode should be... People are going to die. ...one of the craziest episodes. Yeah, people are going to die.
1: Um, which is crazy, though, actually. So people are going to die, and it's almost like this is it. We're fighting the, the Night King, and this is the middle of the season.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like they're going to end up in uh, going down to King's Landing. like Yeah. The, the, the war is going to make its way all the way down there. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's interesting because we didn't see Cersei once in that episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh I feel like you know there's like a couple of characters that are definitely gonna be like safe. Like I don't think Jon Snow's gonna die next episode. Yeah, but uh, I could um, see him dying. Eventually, yeah. maybe. Uh, there's there's a low probability that Daenerys is gonna die mm-hmm. next episode. I feel like definitely like I, I'm putting it like a pretty high chance that.
1: Yeah. So let's let's give one, odds. Another let's give one, odds.
0: one of her dragons is gonna fall. I feel like that. Wow. I feel like that's very possible. So you give the dragon one of the dragons dying, uh, what like a four to one? Probably the one that, uh, <laughs> probably the one that's dumb enough to let Jon Snow ride him for the first time ever. <laughs> well, I think um, I would give the
1: highest. So I would say like two to one odds. Bayon uh, Greyjoy is gonna die.
0: Oh really? Yeah.
1: Um, Cause he's supposed to protect Bran. I mean, he's like dickless at this point. Yeah, he's and like, he's... I do not care anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, and his his story arc is almost. Just, completed too. Well, they, a lot of people are hoping that he gets to like kill Euron Greyjoy though eventually. Uh, that's a good point actually. Might have to change the odds on that one. Yeah, I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Grey Worm's definitely the. That's highest, one to one. Actually, highest. you lose. Actually, you that's you lose you lose money on that. It's like, like he's like minus a thousand. He's minus. Thousand.
1: <laughs> this next episode. Grey Worm is minus a thousand. I think, um, Brienne is probably like even money, maybe, almost. Okay. I feel like Jamie Lannister is probably going to last, though, just because of the fact that there's unfinished business with Cersei, maybe. Uh Uh-huh. But, I don't know, we'll see. Great episode,
0: though. I saw something that um, I thought was really interesting Uh on Reddit, I think. Um, So, they're having, like, all of the women and children, like, hide in the crypts. Yeah. But, like, if if the Night King is there, can't he, like, raise... People from yeah, the he's gonna raise so, like, Ned Stark. Like, and, yeah. Ned Stark's gonna start
1: fighting. Well, that's the like, thing is that they were mentioning that the crypt is safe about like five hundred times in the episode, so it's obviously like it's not gonna be safe yeah. in the next episode, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's a very um, you know if they raise like Ned Stark and all these old people, it's a very um, Naruto. I don't know if anybody watches anime, but that's what happens in the end of Naruto, which is they basically raise like all these old. Characters and are they like bad guys or yeah, they're bad guys. Oh, (laughs) so George R. R. Martin basically stole from uh,
0: wait, you watched Japanese
1: anime. I watched a long time ago, yeah.
0: There's like a trillion episodes of that show, isn't there? Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm I thought kind of thought it was still going on, no, it ended. Well, I think his Naruto had a son, so it's
1: like a new like spinoff.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. So,
1: I actually I've skipped a lot of seasons. I just wanted to, because, okay, so when I was a lot younger, I watched that shit, and
0: then I was like, this is taking way too long to end. When you realize, one thing you realize about anime is that they can spend entire episodes of, like, two guys just staring at each other. Well, that's the Dragon Ball formula. Yeah, yeah. that's the
1: Dragon Ball formula. But um, with Naruto, like, it just went on and on, and I was like, fuck, I don't have time for this. So when I found out that it was over, I went back and kind of just read up generally what happened and Uh then started watching the like the last couple seasons yeah and that's essentially what happened though the last couple seasons they basically reanimated like all these old like historic figures and all these old characters yeah that had died and they had to fight them. which is probably what's gonna happen in game of thrones
0: uh they're saying um they're putting high odds that Tyrion's gonna die too oh and he's always he's been mentioning like oh it would be nice to like be able to strangle Cersei as like
1: a <laughs> as like a demon. As well, like so a, I'm what? not. I don't think Tyrion's gonna die for one reason is because, and this was kind of interesting about this episode too was, so this whole thing about Bran. Like for me, what I find curious is, why why aren't people openly asking what the fuck is going on here? Like, what do you mean you're not Bran anymore? Who's the third eye rate th- three eye Raven? Like, well, that's why. Tyrion's so smart. That's like, right. He's like exactly. the only one that's like exactly. He said, "Yeah, let
0: me ask. Let me talk to this
1: guy yeah. right well, here." Yeah, well, tell me what's going on, right? So that I feel like things brand revealed certain things. Like to you have
0: brand, you yeah. have your personal Wojnowski. <laughs> you have your own right there. You have your own personal you sports your, almanac. You have your source. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Talk to the source.
1: Yeah, so I feel like brand probably reveals certain things to uh, Tyrion. That only he knows now, and so it would be—I don't know—it would be a little weird for him to die. I feel like he probably has
0: very crucial, valuable information. I think the one guy that's definitely um, gonna survive the entire, the rest of the series is um, Samuel Tarly, <laughs> because he's gonna be the one to write the book. Oh, that's an interesting point. Yeah, he's—he's he's basically um, gonna be like the George R. R. Martin. Yeah character of this series and he'll end up writing the the book the history of everything it's that's that seems like a very um sort of a,
1: a trope i don't know if but i could see that though he's the he's the bilbo baggins <laughs> yeah exactly he's writing the, <laughs> yeah writing his tales he's getting his adventures. ink pen
0: out and like yeah. yeah i i hope this uh series doesn't end like how um the lord of the rings trilogy ended with like yeah like 10 endings like at the well, at the end. Well, people were alluding to this scene as from like a
1: Lord of the Rings thing where like, you know, there's this whole fan service like doing all the payoffs and a guy singing right before the big battle. Oh, is that what happened yeah. in Lord of the I don't remember. Yeah, um, in one of the one of the films. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't know, really good episode though. I I can't say enough. And this is for me who just was shitting on it the last season yeah and so. i think um
0: i think the next episode is gonna be even better so for sure that's something to look forward to um
1: it's it's put my faith back into the show so i'm i've got unreal expectations
0: for the next one you think it's gonna you think they're gonna end um on like a breaking bad like streak of episodes because uh, that was probably that show probably ended better than any other that show, show that show rated. is the standard gold standard for me i'd
1: probably say so i don't know if they can top that so
0: i don't know we'll but see. i mean according to you this was a this was a good start this was oh my god because there is yeah four episodes left so um yeah and usually yeah. game of thrones you know i think
1: the shocking one is always like usually the second to last you know yeah I typically mean, every season we'll, we'll see yeah we'll, we'll see, see what happens we'll see.
0: um this became a game of thrones podcast a game of thrones podcast uh back to the lakers though
1: <laughs> back to if our back to our own mother of dragons uh, genie bus
0: yeah uh there's been um some momentum picking up yeah. on the uh kevin durant to the lakers rumor have That's you seen shit, that man. no i haven't seen it but i think uh what's the latest You know, people people on Twitter, they love to, like, connect the dots and really (laughs) do some forensic investigations. It's some crazy mental gymnastics going on, you know? I think um, TMZ talked to Kevin Durant's mom, (laughs) and she was like, I love LeBron, and I love Maggie Johnson. So because (laughs) of that... Obviously, of, her son's coming. The odds of Kevin Durant coming to the Lakers just went up a little bit. Right, right. And uh, I think even today, Stephen A. Smith said that um, his sources are telling him that the, the Kevin Durant to the Lakers show uh, is picking up momentum. Yeah. Now, I don't know, like, I'm sure Stephen A. Smith has sources. Well, you know, you I, know? I was just going to say, he is not
1: he's actually more credible than people like, you know, say that he he's, he's I it. think he dropped, I
0: think he got the scoop on the LeBron going to the Heat. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, he's obviously day. sort of a caricature, but he's actually been right on a couple things. So. Yeah. Um, so,
0: you know, there's there's Stephen A. Smith as well. Um, and then you have uh, the other theory of Kawhi coming to the Lakers right and um someone noticed that uh on Kawhi leonard there's a Kawhi leonard fan page instagram account that's um mm-hmm. run by Kawhi leonard's sister okay <laughs> and i think this instagram account only follows like oh my god 25 other accounts okay and it's like a lot of laker accounts <laughs> So people are—it's um, funny, dude—connecting those dots together and <laughs> believing that Kawhi Leonard <laughs> to the Lakers is also picking up momentum. You um, know, if
1: that's the case, though, it would make a lot of sense that Anthony Davis was so bent on coming to the Lakers because he knows something. Well, because if Kevin Durant and Kawhi were guaranteed to come to L.A.,
0: there's no space for Anthony Davis unless
1: we we brought them through
0: a trade right yeah so i i don't think that they can both come as max free agents who kawaii or uh, kawaii and kevin durant yeah you can't shed some salaries i don't think there's enough cap space for two max slots even if we were to trade some assets like that's how you would have two other max players would have been to trade for one of them and right. sign the other one. Which I think would be a no-brainer, right? Yeah. So in the case where we can afford to sign one max contract and you have Kevin Durant and Coy Leonard available and willing to come to the Lakers, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, an argument could be made for either one, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're saying if we have to choose between the two yeah i mean i i feel like you still have to choose kevin durant i think so too uh but you could make a i mean i would it would give me pause you know if, if like Kawhi was also like ready
1: oh yeah i mean it's just like it's like having to choose two like ten like fucking ten gorgeous you know women. two dimes two dimes yeah 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 but uh But one is just she also cooks. She's also like, just
0: got a great personality and just, you know. Well, I think I think the analogy would be like, Kawhi Leonard is the hot girl, is the dime that also cooks and cleans and and does all that stuff. Right. But then, KD is like the dime that's like an 11. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's. There are tens out there. But a bit of crazy, but she's got a fucking bit of there, crazy. There are like tens out there. And yeah. then there's like yeah, you know, right. the uh the unicorn elevens. Right. Which are right. like yeah, re- I can see that. extremely rare. Yeah. Uh Kevin Durant uh, Kevin is that Durant, kind of
1: Kevin Durant is that kind of
0: uh talented. Because <laughs> because like you know, Kawhi's a better defender. Yeah. Kawhi is younger. He's better defender so he cooks too. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's he's younger, so he cleans. <laughs> um
1: he's uh you should have ended with and he's younger and he's
0: younger. <laughs> I guess younger should equate to younger. Yeah, that's what, yeah, to yeah younger. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Should have ended with that, but um yeah. Yeah, and and he's also from Socal, which I don't know if that that probably matters less nowadays yeah. than than before, um, but yeah, he he's he plays more defense, and he's he, there's a, also no baggage. Well,
1: there's baggage, but just it's not as ba- as much as bad. Oh, as and every. there's
0: other is another thing that I'm sure you'll love. Yeah. It, um, he just has those hands. He's got those mints. Yeah, man. he's got those mitts. So he's got the defense. Basically, as in, he's got a banging body. <laughs> he's yeah. Got a so body. <laughs> basically, basically, he's he's. Um, He plays defense, so he cooks and cleans. (laughs) He's younger, so he's younger. He's younger. (laughs) And then he's he's got his hands, which equates to like having a good job. Yeah. (laughs) So he's like the quadruple threat. Yeah, he's the whole package. But
1: but he's the kind that you bring home to mom. Yeah. Yeah. But but Kevin Durant is like it's just yeah, you know. The eleven, yeah. yeah, the kind of the kind of hot. She's so hot that you just forget any problems that you ever had. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, yeah, because so, you know he's um, super sensitive. I mean, we've we've criticized him many many a time here yeah. in, on this podcast. Uh, you know, he's not always the easiest with the media. You know, Kevin
1: Durant is a super hot girl, and yeah, she's still an amazing girl, but. When you guys fight, it's just fucking fierce. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just like it's she's, just like, she's throwing shit out your window. Yeah, yeah.
0: She's she's like yeah. setting your shit Staying on fire. fire.
1: But you guys still make up.
0: It's just the makeup sex is yeah. so good.
1: <laughs> and you get
0: and she's still she's
1: still your rat or die. It's still all good. But you know, that's all the other shit you gotta deal with, you know. It's a so. very
0: tumultuous relationship yeah. yeah. Uh, ahead for you with yeah. uh, with the Kevin Durant, but you still just can't look past, you no. know, the uh, the hotness, yeah, the appeal. So, so I guess we'd have
1: to pick Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, so you basically you just can't really go wrong, honestly, for either one. To be seriously, like I, yeah, you would probably have to go with Kevin Durant. But if we had to quote unquote settle with Kawhi, I have no like you wouldn't you have no qualms about get bringing him on board over? Kevin Durant.
0: No, of course not. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, well, the like he's th- proven this year that he's when he's he- he's healthy and he's
0: amazing. Yeah. Well, another thing that's been proven is that the Lakers can very well fuck this up too. You know? <laughs> that's very true. Which is why I really want to know, and a lot of fans <clears throat> out there would love to know what their strategy is. You know, we we talked about uh magic johnson r.i.p magic johnson pbo but um his uh whiteboard <laughs> what, what would have been on his whiteboard uh now that they're now that it's the Polinka show yeah what's on rob's whiteboard right now yeah and let's say let's say priority number one was to go after kevin durant which is like a totally logical thing to do how well, long? Hold on. So
1: would you say? Wouldn't you say his priority number one is get a coach, right? Which I think is very important at this point, right? Oh,
0: um, I'm just talking about like player, oh, player uh, personnel, okay, okay, player front, okay, um, yeah, yeah. Let's say his priority number one is Kevin Durant, <laughs> which is like uh, most people would also put that as priority number most, one. Most ninety nine point nine percent people. Um, how long would he wait? How long would he court KD? Um, until he pivots to someone else because mm-hmm. I don't think and you know okay Rob tying it all back to Game of Thrones he Rob Palenka is you know if Danny Ainge is Littlefinger East Palenka is Littlefinger West or he's Varys <laughs> I think he's more Littlefinger yeah, than yeah for Varys, sure he's definitely Littlefinger so I can totally see him you know calling up Kevin Durant and being like yeah you're our top priority <laughs> let us know what you want to do hang up Call Kawhi Leonard right away. You're our yeah, top you're our priority. <laughs> yeah. What you want to do. And then Kevin Durant's like, I'm still, you still,
1: I'm still on the line. You call me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, fuck. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's possible that he can do that. I'm just wondering, like, how this is all going to play out. So this there there's an aspect to this where it might come into his advantage because he was like an agent so maybe he's yeah maybe he knows he's well seasoned with all the, the the phone tagging and all that yeah um because that was mitch kupchak's big achilles heel
1: apparently right he just him and i guess jim buss they they just they struck out on the whole free yeah. agency and uh-huh. like they were falling they fell behind ridiculously far you know Yeah. yeah By the time they picked up the phone, they were like, we're already signed with another team. Yeah. Um, so Polinka should definitely be more seasoned than that. Yeah. Uh,
0: there were also, um, I don't know if you've heard any, like, rumors about, like, uh, like who the next president is going to be. Um, a lot of people are saying, like, that position's not going to be filled for a while. Um. I think Bill Simmons. I mean, I don't know how I, mean, I don't know how many sources he has, but I think he was saying that um, the whole Bob Myers thing is a legit possibility. Really, Really? Huh? Yeah, that would be a total coup, right there. Yeah, I would love Bob Myers on yeah. on on board.
1: You know, the interesting thing about him too is like uh, I I don't even know if his resume per se is like impeccable. Because I'm still a little not sure about this whole Warrior era. Like, how much of it is by design? Or how much of it is just fucking dumb luck? You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time... He's the kind of forward-thinking kind of guy that I would want leading this franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and he's an outsider. You know? Yeah. Um, well, the one thing I give him a ton of credit for is the whole... Um, winning the Kevin Durant sweepstakes—that's very you true. Know, he kind of organized all of that. That's very true. He spearheaded that effort in a lot of yeah. ways. So, um, yeah,
1: so you got to give him a ton of credit. And I would be, yeah, I think we would. Everybody in the whole Lakerland would just be thrilled to bring him on board.
0: Yeah, because a lot, you know, I think there's. I think it's well known that like, being able to run the Lakers is probably the pinnacle yeah. of, you know, professional basketball. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't think it's hyperbole to say that. No. And, you know, what and what comes
1: with that that prestige is it's fucking extra. You yeah. Know? It's yeah. just extra. Like, yeah. it just comes with all kinds of just drama and, like, so it, it, it's like you got to go in there with eyes wide open and know that, like, you're dealing with all kinds of shit, you know? Right, right. Very Game of Thrones shit. This is the game of thrones podcast you know (laughs) like it's such a game of thrones shit. like without a doubt like if bob myers comes on board like i feel like palinka's gonna just yeah pull his little finger shit bob myers will have to be like
0: la is the king's landing of the nba for sure so if you can if you can rule in la then it's pretty much you can rule you're on the iron throne you can rule the seven kingdoms yeah
1: yeah for sure People may say it's New York or Boston, but no. That's probably
0: maybe like even the north, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's colder out there. Even though, like, uh, the Northern, the Stark family has pretty much been the protagonists this entire series. But uh, yeah, it's more like. But
1: you know, the Laker. The Lakers sort of have sort of a Lannister type of like feel to yeah, them. Yeah, they have a Lannister <laughs> you know? vibe, they dude, do they Think of how Jeannie even took over the fucking uh, franchise. You know, she so fucked over she her brother, <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, she likes to compare herself to Daenerys, but you know, it's uh, it's the Lakers franchise has a whole type of Lannister feel to it. That's for true, because
0: sure. like Jerry Buss was like a time when Lannister. Oh like, yeah, he just knew. Yeah, he just knew what the fuck was up. Like. Yeah, and he
1: he the way he raised his kids was so like unorthodox and it was so like pitting his kids against each other he did that shit you know uh-huh. he wanted like the strongest to emerge out of his litter of kids yeah which is
0: something something absolutely uh Tywin would have done you know there's a um there's another show on hbo well mm-hmm. now that i'm on my free trial <laughs> yeah i've been yeah, able yeah, take to take full advantage of it yeah. um there's another show called. By the way, have you seen True Detective season one? Then, I've seen season one. I haven't oh, seen okay. season two. Yeah, well, I'll the one, the one with right um, Matthew McConaughey. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I was gonna I've say you gotta that watch one. that
1: then. If, but all
0: right. Um, but yeah, there's a there's another show on HBO uh, called Succession. Oh right, yeah. It's, it's got about, Macaulay Culkin's brother on. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's about this like um. What was it dying dying, it's billionaire, like a dying billionaire or something? Dying, media mogul uh-huh. he's like a he's like the head of like a billion dollar media conglomerate and he has like four kids and they're all kind of fighting each other right. to like um um take over the company yeah as he's like um so this, getting it's jerry bus story yeah yeah so it's very similar to the bus story yeah um but Jeannie, you know in cersei-like fashion she took over yeah cutthroat yeah she uh she went to the small council, <laughs> the board of directors, yeah. and uh, pretty much ousted her brother. For sure. Uh, but yeah, it's all on her now. What, it is, what is all is gonna, on her. What is What's she going to do? do yep. um, we're still waiting. It's been a little quiet on the Lakers front, I feel like, lately. Like,
1: does it not concern you that we're conducting a coach search while we don't have a, you know president of basketball operations yeah i would rather i'd rather fill the top position first another i mean another thing too is like i never actually knew that president of basketball operations was so important before magic even came around you know yeah like in years past we just we just had a gm right right. so i don't know it's just kind of interesting that we even have that but
0: i think it all depends on like How the organization structure does things yeah like it's it's a lot like uh it's a lot like head coaches and gms too Mm. you know like some gms work more collaboratively with their head coach whereas other gms like you know like a phil jackson jerry west situation where it's like (laughs) you know um i see it they're siloed i guess (laughs) um so yeah i think it depends on the franchise right um
1: like, are there franchises out but there where it's, they just have a GM? I'm assuming so, right?
0: I think there are franchises where there is, like, a president and GM. Okay. Yeah. Not that I can yeah. name any right now. But, um, yeah. So, we'll we'll see what happens. I think uh, Monty Williams and Ty Lue are both getting second interviews for the head coaching spot from what they're reporting. So. I mean,
1: it's a good sign that we're interviewing these kinds of guys, right? Because we don't want the retreads. So at least yeah, I'm okay I mean, I'm, I'm
0: glad I'm not hearing like Derek Fisher being rumored. You know, <laughs> oh my god, the, that would have been position. such a typical Laker type of hire, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I'm afraid of is, uh, I, and something that I can see as possible is that um, let's say Pat Riley decides to come back to the Lakers, mm. which, in all by all accounts, would be a fantastic hire, and,
1: and also highly unlikely.
0: Yeah. But, yeah but nevertheless would be a fantastic hire right. right let's say he does come back and the team does end up winning a couple of championships yeah with lebron that's going to ingrain in genie's head even more to like keep coming back to the well of, oh like, interesting former the yeah so once that Pat Riley era is through, <laughs> then the Kurt Rambis era oh is going to come. Oh my god, that's a over, that, that
1: is scary. You know.
0: Yeah. So that in a sense, scary. there's. I would love Pat Riley. Yeah. I would love Jerry West. But, I see uh, what you're saying. But uh, so you know, we, it's Bob Myers there, or It's bus. Dangerous. It's yeah. dangerous going that route. It's Bob Myers or bust, basically. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean. uh I think i think the pat riley stuff also picked up a little bit momentum because uh that was another thing that stephen a smith was like harping about like last week uh-huh. was that he was hearing more and more about pat riley i see which i think but Michael I know, Wilbon said that too but I think what's the relationship like, with pat riley and lebron though
1: i i heard it's a little yeah so i I, I, I
0: think it was dicey yeah once he left to go back to cleveland right but i Think, Pat Riley was furious about that. It's been... Because he didn't even grant... LeBron didn't even grant Pat Riley a, a sit-down meeting. Yeah. So I think... I, I mean, it's been like five years now. Right. And obviously, you know, um, the Heat are nowhere near being a contender. They're still kind of rebuilding their team. And, I mean, you just have the Lakers just like sitting pretty... Like, All I gotta say is,
1: is Pat Riley, he's a dude who would probably fit... Just nicely in the Game of Thrones
0: world. Don't you think? He just... That guy is calculating. That so, dude is calculating. So amongst all of the uh, front office execs... Let's throw in front office execs and owners. Yeah. And head coaches. Yeah. Okay. all Just everyone that's not a player. Yeah. Uh, in a Game of Thrones NBA world... Yeah. Who would who would you put your money on to win the iron throne would it be pat riley i think pat riley definitely he's he has
1: he's up there yeah i think a guy like daryl maury is probably up there too but i don't think i don't know if daryl maury is is cutthroat i think pat riley's way more cutthroat than
0: he's uh, ruthless when he needs to be oh
1: that that pat riley is yeah yeah he is so
0: ruthless uh what about danny Ainge? danny Ainge is
1: yeah he's definitely i think he's there.
0: very calculated and ruthless too but i i feel like um but he's he, a guy He like reveals his hand a little bit too much to the point where like now you now you know a lot of players know that he's well like well i was gonna <laughs> say them, pat right danny him.
1: Ainge is actually um so for like like going with your analogy like pat Riley, would absolutely have a chance to to win the Iron Throne because he is a calculating, smart guy. Whereas Danny Ainge, yeah, he's also smart and calculating, but he's Littlefinger, as in, like, like you said, he'll fucking die because eventually people, everyone just wise up, wises up and realizes this guy just can't be trusted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas Pat Riley, he's able to kind of finagle his way and, and weasel his way in from, like, in and out of, like, you know trust and also like uh-huh <laughs> deception you know yeah
0: um because he's probably way more
1: charismatic than danny Ainge too i would say yeah right yeah yeah,
0: yeah. okay pat riley jerry west jerry west would oh um... uh, well he's the og that jerry gets... west is like olena Ty- tyrell tyrell <laughs> 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 just the just the uh yeah Elderly elder statesman who just doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't anymore. give
1: a fuck and, and knows what's up though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Knows
1: what's up. Like
0: Yeah. That's why we need the Lakers need one of those types. Oh you know, dude. We've been, running the running the team. We've been fucking rolling with
1: just I don't even want to fucking podrick as yeah i mean we <laughs> no,
0: i love podrick <laughs> he's, he's a hey fan our boy podrick has grown a lot dude that, that he's teaching is... fools how to like yeah wield a sword hey man that guy is the most eligible bachelor
1: man yeah Who's he's hung like a horse and he's sings uh, like a... he's
0: got prostitutes paying him money <laughs> See, yeah he's got a he's got that golden voice yeah you know.
1: no he's yeah we don't have we have like I don't know what, guys. We had fucking Reek as our... <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so... um, I guess we'll just uh, end our uh, Game of Thrones slash Lakers podcast, podcast uh, for today. And uh, hopefully there will be some exciting news coming up here shortly. I don't know um, what could happen, but um, I'm hoping that the uh, momentum for these max free agents to come to the lakers continues to build yeah
1: and we'll still have a lot to talk about i feel like this coaching hire is probably gonna happen pretty soon yeah and um that's the thing with the lakers especially ever since lebron has come come on board like there's always something new almost every week you know yeah so the the upcoming
0: shop (laughs) episode was yeah pretty revealing with lonzo yeah definitely so um yeah that's it for now um We'll be back, uh, you know, in a couple of days, I'm sure. But uh, that's our podcast episode today. So uh, thank you for listening. And we will all check in with you next time. Thank you for tuning into 81 Points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.